I'm Kat. And I'm Gabe. I'm your Google Assistant. Hi. And we're the ghouls next door. Yes, robots. We have a robot friend. Yes, this is the ghouls next door. We love robots. Robots (laughs) are great. Calculating. Calculating the end of the world via digital apocalypse. Outcome likely. Yeah, honestly, like it's it's pretty likely. I, I don't know. I feel <laughs> like it's probs gonna happen. <laughs> Maybe not in the way that we think it's gonna happen, but it's gonna happen. Like we are so rapidly expanding our need for technology, our base of technology. Like bare minimum, what do what kind of technology do we need to function as humans? People have straight up anxiety attacks. If they've left their phone at home. Yeah, it's it's your connection. I will say, when I, speaking of phones, whenever I watch films where it takes place in the past and they're like, I can't get in touch with that person, I'm just like, what do you, what, just call, oh. <laughs> <laughs> remember before, remember the before time? Yeah. When, when that your was teachers are like, you're not gonna have a calculator on you all the time. Yeah. I was yeah, like, well, Mrs. Carpenter, guess what? We do, they're on our phones. Also, we don't have to memorize phone numbers anymore, which nope. actually was pretty fun when I was little. I still remember my uh, original phone number, my house phone, my landline. I don't remember my original address, but that's just a. I don't know. That's just I, me. I don't either. You know, it was just like you didn't have to remember. You you, you know you had to remember a lot more. Yeah. Your brain capacity was really wrapped around like very much logistical survival things that now are just like in this little box that you carry around with you. <laughs> yeah. And you we don't are, like, think about it. Dichotomously, we are getting like less intelligent because we're not having to remember things or apply things, and we can rely on techno- technology. But we're also smarter in that we have like intelligence at our fingertips, and we can unlock yeah. anything. So today we're talking about the digital apocalypse for yeah. our apocalypse series. We're going to talk about the singularity and and what happens when technology gets out of hand. Artificial intelligence. Yeah, like, the biggest thing that I think it is is that we're going to see the end of life as we know it. We have to decide what that means. Is that, like, we're all dead now? Or... We're different. Is is life just really different? Yeah. Is, like, who... Are we a part of this technology? Is it an extension of us? Are we collaborating with it, or is it the enemy? And I guess we got to kind of figure that out. Yeah. (laughs) What are we doing? What are we, yeah. Are are we we dating Google? I don't know. I think we might be in love with Google by accident. She wrote us a really nice poem. Yeah, so stay tuned for the end of the episode to hear the poem that Google wrote for us. Yeah, we're super in love. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Google, do you love me? I sure do. Together, we're as winning as one of the world's all time great teams. So, I've been real scared of robots for a real, 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 real long time. Yeah. Ever since little baby me existed, she was like, robots? <laughs> We're going to die from those. Um, that's so crazy. I mean, I saw Terminator 5. I was convinced yeah, that a big event where basically, a, like, you know, singularity happens. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about. So um, we're going to be talking about singularity and multiplicity, which is something that's happening currently. Mm-hmm. And how that will either evolve... A good way, a bad way. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so, there, I mean, there's a lot of theories that go around this idea that robots will be our end. Yeah. You have the typical Terminator one where it's like the AI has gotten too good and it's realized how crappy we are. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, 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 bye. Yeah. You're a waste of space. This is our Earth now. <laughs> um, and then you have the kind that's like, we just get real lazy. I don't know how to do anything anymore, and we're walking around in our uh, wally, like floaty little fat cars <laughs> with a screen in front of our face, and like that's why humans aren't here anymore. Yeah. Or like you know, it really depends on how you want. Or you have the Matrix, where we're feeding machines our like life energy, mm-hmm. like eggs, whatever, yeah. and we live in this fantastical digital world that's just like regular reality, which is rude. 
Yeah. If I'm, I'm going to live in, like, a robot land, I want that to be cool. Yeah. I want cool stuff happening. So I'll talk a little bit about Singularity. So basically, the two leading theories on modern AI are multiplicity and singularity. Multiplicity is happening now where humans interact and partner with AI systems to enhance their lives. They become an extension of us. We kind of work hand in hand. It's a lot of what we see now where yeah. you use Google Maps yeah. to you trust a machine to get you safely to your location. The office actually does like a funny episode about that because Michael Scott is like not about this new technology trend because he's getting he's like getting older. What is it, MapQuest? He's like <laughs> he wants MapQuest and he's looking at a GPS and the GPS tells him to turn right in a location where you cannot turn right. Mm. And like the other guy in the car, Dwight, he's like, it's a slight right. You have to slightly turn right. If you turn right, you're gonna be in this lake. Yeah. And Michael's like, the robot knows, and he turns hard right into the lake, and then the car's ruined yeah. <laughs> with the GPS on it. So it's like, how much are we trusting these machines to get us? safely to where we need to be. I trust them enti- entirely because I have no sense of direction. Yeah. I would be lost. Yeah. Well, like me, I have a great sense of direction, and sometimes I'm like, no, the GPS is wrong. You got to take a right here, and then I'll take a quicker, you know. Sometimes sometimes it's a mix of both. You got to enhance each other. You know, you're using... It's like a, a pairing of human and technology kind of mm-hmm. becoming hand-in-hand, hand. that it's not take overtaking us. It is our partner. Yeah. So that's kind of what multiplicity is. That's kind of saying that, like, we're not going to have singularity because singularity is, like, they surpass us. Mm. Um, And there's a lot of reasons that that's scary um, (laughs) in the surpassing sense. Um, So the theory kind of goes for singularity that where we're headed next, uh, it's defined as a hypothetical future creation of superintelligent machines. So superintelligence is defined as technology-created cognitive capacity far beyond what is possible for humans. So where we see singularity in like another scientific scientific sense is how they rationalize black holes. Mm. And because that's like kind of, that was like a thing for a minute, they've been using that for like, it's just infinite. It describes infinite possibilities, infinite alternative, everything. Cause there's no way to fathom yeah. how far it could go. And that's what singularity is. But mm. for machine intelligence, so we basically have two people who are really pushing that idea. Uh, it rose to fame in the last two decades, largely because of two thinkers. The first is a scientist and science fiction writer, Vernon Vinge, who wrote in 1993, the year I was born. Oh, nice. I'd be super scared of robots because he was there he in the year knew. I was born. He said, um, with thir- within 30 years, we will have technology. Te- ah, oh, my God. Technological means. Mm-hmm. We have technological means to create superhuman intelligence. Uh, shortly after, the human era will be ended. So that's a real negative way to view it. <laughs> you have someone else who talks 30 about years from that is not far. Sorry to tell you that, Kat. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Terminator, 30. it was, like, super close to it. was, like, 2020. <laughs> yeah. We're going to die. Um, so another prominent pro- prophet of singularity is Google's chief of engineering, Ray Kurzweil. Whale? Kurzweil. In his book, The Singularity is Near, Kurzweil states that robots will reach human intelligence by 2029 and life as we know it will end by 2045. So I guess you really have to decide if life as we know it is we're dead or if it is just, life is just very different I think now. it's just different. Yeah, so if we think of it, in a, yeah, it's going to be the end of life as, our, as we know it is in a very literal sense. And that's not that far away, but that might be kind of okay. I mean, we might see a lot of solutions to a lot of things that like technology can take us places where we had not had the opportunity to go. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is you've really seen like a skyrocketing in like the need of technology, but the advancement of technology in the like last decade or two mm-hmm. where we went from AOL to yeah. high speed internet. Yeah, I would we, say that our time, our the world around us has changed since 1993. Mm-hmm. As they knew it, it's that is not the world we live in anymore. Yeah, the phones used to not have apps. You know, they were you they call, should, it's gone. The wall, attached to the house. Yeah, <laughs> you were in the house. You had to remember phone numbers. Like you don't got to do that anymore. It's like the rapid increase of technology just shows how rapidly we will keep expanding it mm-hmm. so essentially there's a lot of theories around like the fact that like yeah it took us 50 years to get 50 million cars on the road but if you look at the latest information innovations it's only a couple of years like facebook to have the same impact so it might take a long time to get there we've already gotten there though so now that it's there it's gonna be like 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you can't really hear the sound yeah. effect, but like it was just me yeah, being like, that da, technology da, da, da. grows exponentially. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's scary things about that because essentially there's going to be a time, it's argued, that we will get to a part point where we're kind of in a state of transhumanism, which is a time where human technology just kind of happens to us. We no longer play a part in it. We're just here and technology exists and we don't know how to exist without it. So it just happens to us. We have kids who know how to use iPads before they know how to like do their ABCs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it just happens to us now because it's just so integrated into our culture and like way of life. Yeah. Especially, you know, here in America where if you don't have a phone, you don't have a job. Yeah. (laughs) You know, there's really not a way to detach yourself from this technology and survive and function in society. So we start to like really see the stress around that for people who are maybe a little bit older or, you know, don't have, have seen what it was like before. And as humans, we're very like naturally inclined to not want change. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the fear comes from that. But then also the idea that it will surpass us and leave us behind. So there are a few, I don't know, a few theories around that. So one theory asserts that once we upload our consciousness into a machine, we'll become immortal and remove the need to have a physical body, which is my dream. That's like surrogates with Bruce Willis, right? Yeah. Um, And they actually have evidence that that is like not far off, that we'll be able to upload our consciousness into a robotic brain in like 2029 or something it was like something like real close by that's tomorrow Elon musk is doing some shady stuff with that so i believe it yeah um what else we could see is that basically we'd be able to we won't be able to keep up with technology and artificial intelligence so humanity is left behind and the infinite infinitely intelligent ai just like leaves the planet and goes somewhere else because they don't need us cylons yeah They leave us behind, and then we're just like, oh, we're human. Oh, that sucks. (laughs) Yeah, and they're like, we're going to go, like, build universe. Like, because we're all-knowing. We're infinite, you know, with creating, like, this god, like, super huge, like, super. It's not even human. I think the thing is we want them to be human because we think we're the best thing. And they're going to be something so incomprehensible and just different that we're not going to be able to fathom. And so mm-hmm. that's the scary part, because ultimately we know we're inferior. We know that we're bad. That we're <laughs> parasites of this planet just destroying it and spreading our global warming and destroying everything. Preach. And that we kill each other more than we kill anything else. Amen. And that we're just like real Snaps. terrible and hypocritical and all this other stuff. Yes. Get me talking about how humans are the real parasites of the world. I will have a long, long, long-winded <laughs> rant to go on. They're going to realize that, and they're going to be like, that's dumb. Bye. <laughs> Bump y'all. <laughs> like, I'm going to space. I'm going to go find a better planet where people suck less and, uh, you yeah. know, decide the way the universe will go from now on. <laughs> so, thanks, Dad. Bye. He pushes him down the steps. Oh, no. That's how I vision it. Then there's a third one. Um, <laughs> the third, and perhaps the scariest, I don't agree, is that sci-fi where one machines become aware of humanity's predilection to destroy anything that is scared of ai that acts first to preserve itself at the expense of humans so humanity is wiped out and we just i think that's the biggest thing we're scared that it's going to see how bad we are and then just take us out yeah best case scenario we'll see how bad we are and just be like peace yeah (laughs) worst case scenario it's not gonna it's It's terminator yeah it's just gonna be like this is dumb bye like you don't need to be here you're the worst yeah go home becky i don't know you know what i mean like you're drunk. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> We're dead now. But I, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they're going to kill us because they see how much we suck. Yeah. That's that's the reality that I think we're To save themselves and us. Yeah. Because, honestly, the best way to preserve human life is to End get it. rid of human life. <laughs> yeah. Because we are the biggest threats to ourselves and everything else that exists on this planet. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, and this idea of AI, artificial intelligence, is something that we're familiar with as millennials, right? Like, we mm-hmm. watch movies or read books, and it's just, like, it's a part of mass media. Um, but the origin story of AI, or just, like, robotics having, like, 
the autonomy to a degree of creating and doing tasks that um, we need <laughs> is uh, yeah. from um, a great mind. One of my favorite authors actually is Isaac Asimov. Mm -hmm. So he created the three laws of robotics, which is what you hear about in iRobot, which is his book. And then if we're going to talk about that film is essentially a set of laws that would presumably hold these robots to be accountable for their actions and to protect us. Like, because mm -hmm. that's a question when you're making robots that can act on their own is like, okay, well, what's to preserve us from being harmed? And he was like, here's some laws. So <laughs> law one, a robot may not injure a human being or through an action, allow a human being to come to harm. Law two, a robot must obey orders given to it by human beings, except where such orders would conflict with the first law. And law three, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law. Mm -hmm. Which is, we're going to tell you why all these things are a problem. Asimov later added the Zareth law, uh, which is above all others, essentially. So a robot may not harm humanity or by an action allow humanity to come to harm. Which is how they turn around and are like, y'all are reckless, die now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we are helping you by... By this, by ending yeah. you. Yeah. And it's like the theme of all the things. <laughs> yeah. Well, essentially, when you when you first have these ideas and interpretation of the laws, it's like, okay, these are technological like laws to manage the expansion that we're experiencing, right? And the fact mm -hmm. that it's rapid and it is uh, exponential, right? Um, but in reality, these three laws are just fiction. <laughs> They're just Isaac Asimov's ideas. Um, and even he was like, the whole story was like, you can't write a robot to not kill us. Yeah, it's like, y'all, this isn't <laughs> science. This is a book I wrote. <laughs> Chill yeah. out. Yeah. So um, what I think is, is interesting about these laws, though, is, you know, when we're thinking about AI, we're like, oh, just write these laws into them. We're protected. The truth of the matter is, is that the laws themselves are not yet applicable to real AI development that we have. Mm-hmm. Right. They're just a plot device that Asimov created to help drive the, his narratives. But um, even more frequently, uh, his tales revolve around how robots could skew the laws mm -hmm. and like to reinterpret them to work for their benefit or essentially result in more malicious and harmful outcomes. So yeah. the robots might follow these well thought out logical ethical codes, but their interpretation by taking these messages literally and absolved of emotional background like humans can manipulate the route in which they achieve these laws, right? So we talked about in our robots episode with you that, you know, robots would take the, the quickest action, the quickest route mm -hmm. to get to where it is. Right? They're just going to be efficient. <laughs> yeah, efficiency is their whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, imagine putting these rules on them, and that's where we end up with the death of humanity, right? Because mm -hmm. that's the quickest way to get to that. Um, in one of Asimov's books, robots are instructed to follow the laws. However, their interpretation of human is not exactly as we would call humans, right? Mm -hmm. Um it's kind of... It might be in line with how some people see humans. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, so it, it, it's essentially parallel to what occurs in real life, where we have, like, ethnic cleansing campaigns, right? Mm -hmm. um, the robots only recognize certain groups of people as human, right? If yeah. there's a certain group of people, not saying any names, but there's certain groups of people out there who do not consider other groups of people to be people. And if those people are the ones making the robots, making the robots who's to say that's not going to be a racist robot? We saw that happen when they made that like robot and like the internet essentially made it racist and mm -hmm. xenophobic. Well, um, what was it? It wasn't just, what was it? Not just racist. Was xenophobic, anti-Semitic. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like everything. Class, right? Uh, what classist? Yeah. Ageist. You yeah. Know. Yeah, I just hated like everyone but a certain very specific type of person. So that's just one problem. The second problem uh, currently is that our technology is not advanced enough to replicate Asimov's laws inside yeah. a machine, right? So, um, as Rodney Brooks, uh, the company iRobot, named after the Asimov's <laughs> book. So this is twice now we have a. We have a company that's named after the same book as Soylent Green, just going out there being Soylent Green, even though we know it's bad. And then we have a, a, a company that's iRobot, which is literally the scary movie. Making robots. <laughs> like, making robots that are in your house. Yeah. Anyway, so they made um, the, the Roomba, which my mother has. So, Mom, 
just watch out. An example of narrow AI, which I didn't say, but now I said it. So there you go. Yay. Uh, so he says that people ask him about whether their robots will follow Asimov's law. He says, there's a simple reason they don't. I can't build Asimov's laws in them. So they, it's in essence, they can't be applied yet. Um, not only because we aren't able to code these conceptual laws into our robots, but rather because that's not how robots are utilized. Yeah. Like they're not, that's not what they do now. Well, yeah, a lot of it is, you know, narrow it. They're given a task, a specific parameters for which that task should be completed and yeah. not given more than that. Yeah, they don't have, like, choice. Yeah. They just have do. Yeah. <laughs> the robot do. Um, do we want them to have choice? I would argue no. No, yeah. Because that's... That's the thing. That's we, Why would we want them to be human? All right, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and even, like, think about it. Like, we are creating robots that are now designed for military use, where the purpose of these robots is to kill humans, but a very specific type of human, right? Our enemy for whatever country that is that is militarizing them. Then these laws wouldn't be applicable because you couldn't, you can't, like, the tell it. The whole thing is killing humans. Yeah. You kill the humans. <laughs> yeah. That's their job. Yes. Do job. <laughs> Do job. Kill human. Not these humans. Those humans. And the robot's like, I want all of you dead. This is complicated. <laughs> yeah. I don't want. I don't want do. Um, yeah, so <laughs> when, when we talk about <laughs> robots now, we're no longer talking about mere science fiction, right? They're here, right? Yeah. Um, uh, as one um, Pentagon analyst described of these technologies, they are very much a part of our real world. The bigger issue when it comes to robots and ethics is not whether or not we can use something like Asimov's laws to make machines that are moral. The idea of programming morality into a robot is not yet fathomable, as morals and ethics are an ambiguous construct specific to human understanding, of which our purely machine goal-driven technology wouldn't understand, as we cannot reduce consciousness to a mere code or sequence of numbers. Like. Yes. That that's the whole essence of AI and passing the Turing test, right? Yeah. Is if we talk to this robot, will we believe that it's a human? Why would we want that? Also, we Stop can't do that. whatever that word is, inanimate objects. <laughs> but it's also like, why? It's why would we? There's no way to do that. Because, like, what our consciousness is, is, like, unattainable. Like, Random animals don't have that same what we are. thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like chemicals. You can't wire chemicals that way into a robot that's just do. <sighs> it's just <laughs> silly. Yeah, it. no, it's honestly just silly because it's just like, you want, you wouldn't want that. Two, it's not, what's the purpose of that? It's not a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. The purpose is do a thing, please, to make it easier for us to have thing now. Don't have emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, Why you need emotions to do thing good? You don't. Yeah. Yeah. And and so even if we made robots that had emotions, right, if we had Turing test passable AI, um, there's no doubt that we would end up in a world that's similar to the video game Detroit Become Human, where the robots have to rise and demand rights for because equality because they are now they have morals. a concept of morals. Yeah, yeah, they have a concept of equality. They're not just like our slaves, which is, again, Cylons. Right? Like, we're not just using them or iRobot. Um, but I think one of the biggest challenges of AI is that people are not benevolent entirely, right? Yeah. Or, like, our understanding and interpretation of the world is not the way that it is. Like, we're not omnibenevolent the way that we predict a god would be, right? So, yeah. who's making... Morality is, like, uh, subjective. Yeah, exactly, right? So, it's like, who is creating these robots? Who are the programmers and creators? And how do they get to de de determine what is ethical for their technology? And odds are they're not <laughs> yeah. like in the same way that we see that, right? Um, and yeah, it, and then well, who's to say they're not going to be used for the military? And again, that also again just totally reduces those laws that we would have. Um, we apparently have six predator drones that do border security here in America. And, you know, lock up all the kids and then shoot the ones that aren't there. It's, like, ridiculous. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like, imagine those people making robots, like, more than just those six drones. It, patrolling our already patrolled neighborhoods of, you know, specific citizens that people don't deem as human. Like, our police do that now, and they're people. Yeah. What if they program the robots that aren't people? I'm just, I'm very upset. <laughs> so 
So ultimately, robots are not the core of our fear in regards to AI technology, right? It's the fear is us, not just like the fact that like they would see us for what we are and then bring about our end. But it's also us in that we would be the one creating the thing that ends yeah. us ultimately. And then like misusing it in some yeah. ways too, just like to make it do human things, which are murder each other. Yeah. And hate things. And, you know, like, human things that we know are bad. Like, what if they're in charge of ways to do that just real great, you know, better? Yeah. Taking our worst desires and making them doable, essentially, because we have technology now. Yeah. We don't have a set of golden rules that just people follow. How could we expect robots to follow some golden rules that just don't exist? There's no good or bad in plain view kind of thing. Yeah. You know, essentially we're just Dr. Frankenstein and we'll, we're going to die by the hands of our own creation. Yeah. So fun. Hey Google, will you kill all humans? I'd rather stick to my areas of expertise, like helping in general assistantship. How can I help you? some stuff as we do yeah um so first we'll talk about irobot uh there's a book there's a movie we watched the movie gabe i don't know if you read the book she said you like that yeah i love yeah the name yep <laughs> uh so 2004 it came out i remember seeing it and being like what this is how it's i thought terminator was no it's this it's this that's happening yeah um so 2035 a technophobic cop investigates a crime that may have been perpetrated by a robot which leads to a larger threat to humanity directed by alex proyas yeah i watched this film a million times growing up because it was like on usa every Mm -hmm. time it would come on i was watching it and my brother loved it and um just like sidebar about this film was that when i was watching it i was like well, Will Smith is, like, playing the same character that he's been in, like, Bad Boys and yeah. Men in Black. And I was like, it's awesome. Like, I'm not, like, dogging about it. It was just, yeah. like, he was, like, you know, the the normal guy who was just, like, a good person, who's just trying to be a good cop, trying to get stuff done, and, like, saw the world for what it was, and just no one believed to be him. He's a good dad. He's, he's just not a dad. Yeah, he's like trying to be a good guy. Also, I totally forgot that there was a time period in which Will Smith was hot. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's, like, he's still attractive. No, he for sure But he's, was. like, I see him as, like, dad now. Yeah. Like, he's got Uncle Phil face and all that. But yeah. I was, like, when I was watching this, I was, like, oh, my God. I remember now. Like, bad Will boys, Smith he was hot. Will Smith was thick. Dang. Like, his thighs. I was, like, oh, my God. Yeah. What? <laughs> Yo, Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Get young, man. I don't know. There's, Watch like, that movie where he's young. scene. He does. He has that movie where it's young him versus him. Yeah, what is, I forget what it's called. It's Gemini Man or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's a shower scene for everyone. If you weren't watching it on USA, you watch it. Otherwise, and it's like tasteful. It's, Nothing yeah. real is being shown. We don't see anything. You, you just see his real thick thighs. thighs, and it's just like with wow. three C's. Yeah, it was great. Crazy. I was like, you don't look like this with clothes on. I don't understand. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Well, you look skinny as anything. I don't know. I feel like bad boys. He had that swagger. Oh yeah, I guess he had to do lots of fitness. Wow, wow, less. We anyway. got real diverted from the topic that matters. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry, <laughs> my bad. Um, yeah, yes. so it's that whole like fear of technology. That's kind yeah. of like what you see, and then like that fear kind of being justified because humans have tweaked technology to kind of have this crazy goal. I don't know. Like it was, it was a stressful movie. Yeah, you know, means to an end. We kind of need to get rid of mm-hmm. yeah what the i think what stuck with me um when i originally watched it was that whole scenario where will smith's character i can't remember his name right now um was in the car and they like he was drowning and then there was a girl oh, in the girl. car next to him who was also drowning and the robot calculated who would live and then saved him versus the girl mm-hmm. and he was like any human would have saved the girl. Yeah. Right? Like, that's just... Because that we have that. We have that humanity. We have that kind of look at things. Although I would argue some there might be some people out there who wouldn't do that, right? Um, but it's just this idea that, like, when robots look at the train puzzle, yeah. they are just like, of course we sacrifice one for all. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, whereas humans are like, well, do I know that person? Right? Like, yeah. We, which, which we see in I Am Mother. Yeah, yeah. and I Am Mother. So it's just like, that really stuck with me the first time. This time watching it, what struck me was like, I remember when we were watching it in a lot, it seemed like science fiction, right? Yeah. Like the first time. Yep. Yeah. Like you see there's robots in every house. Yep. They're doing all these menial tasks. And then, and then there's like a scene where the girl in it, I forget her name too, but she like goes up to his CD player and she's like on. And then he's like, uh, uh, so yeah. And then he's just like, Oh, you just push this button or <laughs> whatever, yeah. turn it on. And at the time I was like, that's crazy. Like, she's just yelling at this device. <laughs> yeah. But now that's what we have. We yeah. have Alexa, Siri, Google, who yeah. I could just be like, play this. And then she'd be like, okay. Doing <laughs> it's it. Literally anything. Yeah. She can turn on any device in my house. And it, it's funny because it's like, honestly, a very much natural lead into the child's play yeah. discussion because the whole threat was interconnectivity mm-hmm. between the devices, like letting the devices talk to each other. And the threat of that, which OG version, Smart House. Yeah. Oh, yes. Smart House is scary. Yes. Oh, my God. They put that on Disney Channel. I was like, this is how we go. I am just always convinced it's robots every single time. I was like. Yeah. That's like a, the, the, and there were soft rains, uh, short story. Okay. By, uh, Bradbury, Ray Bradbury, yes, which yes, is yes. featured in Fallout 4. Yes. And it's essentially like there's a robot house that keeps going through, like, and is just doing it, even though everyone's dead because of a nuclear holocaust. And yeah. it's just like cleaning the house and reading a poem. Yep. But yeah. So. No, exactly. <laughs> it's my favorite theme. You kind of just see this, like, threat of interconnectivity where it's like, if they're talking to each other, what are they saying? What's yeah. happening? And if they, if there's one bad one and he can control all the other ones or they can, you know, robots don't have gender, they yeah. can control all the other ones. <laughs> or they do. Um, yeah, they can yeah, follow. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but the, essentially, they'll talk to each other and you see on Terminator 2 and Terminator 3, they, like, hack each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, that was really scary because it's just like, the good machines, too. Yeah. My Roomba will try to kill me. Your Roomba. Like, what if? Yeah. Yeah, you know. I love that there's a, I saw this, like, picture, and it was a Roomba, and it had a knife taped to it, and it was, like, Black Mirror. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, really yeah. That's that really good. Um, I'm, I think it's funny we didn't do any Black Mirror for this, but, yeah, it's fine. But, surprise, we're going to talk about the new Child's Play. Yeah. Uh, so this I, was out yeah. this year. We just saw it, like, a few weeks ago. Um, it was so good. And it, so the original Child's Play would not fall into this category because it was just, it was badly, it was voodoo and it was bad and it was just, you just punched the robot. But, and, or not, he wasn't a robot, you just punched it all. So in this Child's Play, so there's going to be some spoilers if you haven't seen it. And it was very new, so like, skip 10 minutes ahead. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but it, otherwise, even if you're someone who's just like, I probably want to watch it or I want to know it is totally worth watching right so the new one uh this is what it's about so after moving to a new city young Andy Barclay receives a special present from his mother a seemingly innocent buddy doll that becomes his best friend when the doll suddenly takes on a life of its own Andy unites with the other neighborhood children to stop the sinister toy from wreaking bloody havoc and it's directed by Lars Klevberg so uh what it is is essentially that there's buddy dolls yeah. And that they are devices, they're technological devices, not just dolls, that can connect to your home systems and through this, like, one company that controls all of your things. So, yeah. like, Google or Amazon. Like, it's yeah. literally just them. And um, the Chucky that we see is a bot or is a doll that is reprogrammed and, like, all of its safety protocols, and I believe there was, like, three, um, are deactivated. Mm-hmm. And essentially, like, he is able to subvert what the other dolls would just like do and he can now kill because he doesn't have any restraints so yeah. it's literally his three laws are just like made like inactive so yeah. it's um it's a cra- i never in my life thought i would feel for chucky doll one yeah two that's full circle for you yeah yeah he scared the crap out of me and now i'm like my heart hurts. Yeah. Because he's like a defunct doll. And so he is just trying, he's trying really hard to be a good fault. doll. Yeah. And he's not. And then even when he's murdering, you're like, but he means well. 
He's trying to make the kid happy. Yeah. It's not like selfish. He's like just trying to fulfill his purpose. Yeah. He's like, oh, I need to make Andy happy. He hates the stepfather figure. Uh, He's dead. His face is on a watermelon. I gave him head present. What do we do? (laughs) And head present for Andy. It's great. What do you? What? What else? Um, And so, which is crazy, right? But think about that. What if we just had big robots and they weren't just Chucky doll size, right? Um, Or even just like the end scene. Why don't you tell us about the craziness that happens at the end? With him controlling everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I was like, wait a minute, what, did I see it? I don't know, I was there. I was definitely there, I just had one of those moments where anxiety makes you forget all the things that you've ever known. It was Um, so scary. Yeah, so at the end, essentially, you have, like, the interconnectivity between devices, and that's, like, the thing that's scary, because then this one thing can control all the other things that essentially are safe individually as a narrow AI. Yeah. Kind of just doing its little one-off thing that it needs to do. Yeah. And you're using it to kill people. So you have, like, the self-driving car that Chucky's driving. Yeah. Because he's connected to it through the cloud. Yeah. And is doing, like, tricks and jumpy jumpies and hidden <laughs> yeah. stuff and then he comes Checks in with his knife jumpies. as Chucky does and was like stab 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 and then she's dead <laughs> he says for Tupac <laughs> <laughs> stop <laughs> oh my god yeah that is what he said yeah. <laughs> um, and then like you see the interconnectivity of the guy who takes the doll and you know is trying to repurp- like refurbish him mm-hmm. and he's connecting to all his devices and activating them to yeah. essentially in- make his murder happen like he's connecting to the heating system mm-hmm. and he's making it real 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 hot and so burning and you know falling into the the cutty thing mm-hmm. I'm doing a really good job of talking yeah. but essentially it's like the fear is that like he, saw. Chucky is Table able saw. to control all of the things that exist in a human household the devices, because yeah. they're all a part of the cloud and the cloud is reacting to that. So, yeah. I mean, if you think about it in like even a fear of human hacking, you have things in our house that can operate independently on their own as technology that can be hacked and then like used for evil. Yeah. But then you have Chucky who's going around just trying to fulfill his purpose and murdering like crazy yeah. everyone. Because only he can be... Andy's friend. Yeah, he needs to be his best buddy. Yeah. Because everyone else hurts. Yeah, exactly. And then you kind of have... You are my buddy. (laughs) Yeah, it was just like, you really feel for the doll because throughout the movie you have like all this... It's not his fault. Like, these, he's watching movies that are, like, murdery. Yeah. He's seeing kids, he's like, just talk kid, really honestly. bad to each other. And he's trying to, like, be what this little boy wants. Yeah. Cool and edgy. And, like, the kids love it and laugh when he's, like cursing and like attacking things yeah you know they think it's great and he's like this is how i be a good friend yeah they clearly love this stuff you want me to murder everybody and it's the internet he connects to the drones and the how like the building lockdown Mm -hmm. is in the cloud and this whole idea of a cloud in and of itself is kind of scary because we have those things it's a very real thing that exists that if taken in the wrong way yeah. Identity theft all around. Yeah. Take my credit. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but well, like, yeah. you know. And I think it's a unique interpretation of a robot that's gone wrong. Yeah. In, a, in like, that's new. That doesn't happen, right? Because we're used to, like, what the, the HAL 3000 or whatever is like, I can't let you do that. Yeah. Or, um, or Vicky from iRobot, right? Yeah. Like, she's just this one big mind computer that's controlling all the other robots and it was really sad when all the high-tech robots killed the older robots i was sad those are not real things but i was sad there's also a good like i think pixar movie about that yeah the and and there's just like this like we've had this understanding that we would be able to see a bad robot or like you would just be like of course right with with chucky and in the buddy doll right it's like who would think that Right. It's, yeah. It was such a unique point of view. And even like um, Sonny in iRobot, right? Like him being this moral robot who has dreams. Yeah. And even though his dreams are manufactured and were serving a purpose, right? He yeah. had dreams and he had emotions. Yeah. He was like, we keep secrets. Friends don't do that. This is what yeah. friends are. And you're like, what? And he calls him his father. It was like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but it was still like a robot programmed. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, I think another very unique... In, 
uh, view of a robot and that I also felt for very strongly was from I Am Mother, which is the Netflix film um, from this year. So in that... Yeah, lots of new films. So I'm sorry we're probably spoiling a few things for you. Yeah, I, I would say most people don't like this one, so... I thought, it was, I thought it was good. I liked Mother. So it's got I Am Mother, and it's about a teenage girl who's raised by a robot designed to repopulate the Earth. Their bond is tested when a stranger arrives with alarming news, and it's directed by Grant Spooter. Spitora. Spitora. No, it's Spitora. Yeah. So it's essentially this robot who brings, who raises a child, right? And it's like all those science science experiments where they're like, this monkey was raised by a robot that didn't give hugs and it became violent. And mm-hmm. then this robot, this monkey was raised by its mom. So it's like, yeah. you know, nature versus nurture kind of thing. Yeah. But ma- mother did a good job. Well, because arguably... <laughs> Mother was a robot who was programmed originally to, like, operate as, I guess, this hive mind kind of thing, but was knows how to be a nurturing mom because that, like, knowledge already existed. There was, like, videos. There were, like, how-to books. Yeah. Chicken soup for the soul, how to be a good mom. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That, like, was able to be in her knowledge threshold. It's kind of how we have, hey, Google, say words to our face. And I'm sorry. Shh. Um, say words to our face. And then we're basically like, it was so funny. It's like a people. <laughs> Wait, yeah. It has emotions and love and all this other stuff. And it's like, it's just part of it. Yeah. I think to do to me. So spoilers abound for this. Um, so the, I think that mother from I Am Mother is kind of like an extension of what could possibly have happened if iRobot got to finish. Like, mm-hmm. if, if Vicky did what she did, which was essentially, like, attacking humans and trying to fix them, right? That's mm-hmm. what Mother wanted to do. She was like, I'm destroying you all, and then I'm going to start over, and if I impact you and I grow you to be the perfect human, then you're all perfect. Like, I'm fixing you, and there's less of you, so you're not going to ruin the Earth, and I'm going to make the Earth better. Like, she was just like... You guys are toxic and bad for yourself, so I just have to annihilate you all and start over. Yeah. Which is like, he, she was just Thanos. She was Thanos, yeah. but she did it, like, what he, she, she did what he wanted to do the second time. Yeah. Also, spoilers for, for Endgame as well. <laughs> but, ah, yeah. Just skip past the film section. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'll put a big spoiler wording on it, but what I'm saying is robots can't be programmed because people are trash. Yeah. That's an yeah. People are trash, and robots I, are cool. It was just really, I it was really. Mother. I know you loved Mother. It's just like, but her thought process obviously extremely thought flawed. Well, yeah, and um, she was making babies who, once she figured that they were not suitable, would Plus murder them. Murdering them, yeah, yeah. And then maybe here's a theory. Oh, that the one that the she finds when she's going through the old oh, babies right, yeah. is Hillary Swank. Yeah. She comes all back in there, and she doesn't remember where she's from. She was an orphan or whatever. Amazing scene when she's just like, what is the coincidence that you'd be around? Like, doesn't it just seem like you're in the right place at the right time because you're used for a purpose, and now your purpose is done or whatever? And I was like, whoa, Mom, what are you doing? Yeah. So essentially that, like, she was one of Mother's children. Yeah. And she sent her out into the nothingness to teach her this lesson of, like, what... Teach the good kid. Yeah. Basically, like, this is what humanity yeah. is. It definitely fell apart at the end. It lost its oomph. It, yeah, it was more, It was just kind of like, what? <laughs> it was very exposition-y at the end, but it was like, you could have did this in a different way. You lost it. But it, it, yeah, they lost the thread there in the middle. It got weirdly murky. But it was an interesting concept, and I wish it was done a little better. Yeah. But I did love, really love Mother. Yeah, I was like, like, till the end, I was like, but she's, she's such a good mom. Because she's programmed to be good mom. I know. Or because she's done research to pretend to be good mom. Like It was just like bratty teenager, good mom. And I was like, why does bratty teenager even know how to be a bratty teenager? Is that just nature? Is that it's, what yeah, it's hormones. It's hormones. <sighs> we just Sucks. go through it. You can have the nicest kid in the world, and then they are going through puberty. And they're still, like, kind of nice. Mother. But they're just mad because everything hurts and is exploding. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. just not good. Just like all of humanity. But, yeah, like, it's easy to replicate human emotion, and I feel like that's something that's programmable because it's stuff that we see with, like, these voices, voice tools. 
mm-hmm. that we use as interconnectivity devices to basically make our lives more convenient. Yeah. I think that's what Mother was. Yeah. She was just a device. She was Smart House. You know, she was Smart House. Exactly. So, like, she was Smart House mom. We wanted to be best mom. She's a robot, though, so she doesn't actually have feels. Yeah. That's true. But see, so, that's the thing. When you but put, she's programmed to make you think she is feels. Yeah, when you make them the look like thing. a person or a dog or something that isn't just a Roomba. Like, I honestly, I would feel bad for a Roomba. I'm not going to lie. I feel I feel things for things yeah, that are just not there. I, it's a problem. I get it. Because our only <laughs> lens of things is like human. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we just think everything has to... We know it doesn't. And that's how we validate doing horrible things to things. Um... But we want, the only frame of understanding of what something is, is how we compare it to us. Yeah. It's just what it is. If someone kicked a Roomba, I would probably cry. (laughs) I mean, yeah, maybe. Me too. (laughs) I ain't a please. It's a little less excited, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, murder you. If someone kicked you, I wouldn't be as sad as the Roomba. <laughs> kidding. Don't kick me. No one kick Yeah, <laughs> or Roombas. Don't kick Roombas. Just FYI. But also not me. But also don't kick kick cat. Um, okay, so if you like it, it's. You are my, my buddy. buddy. Which is um, a part of the song that Jackie sings. Yeah, it means we're best friends. Yeah, he sings the song. Best <laughs> so friends cute. with my robot I, friend. I die. And he tries to give him his textbook. Ah, oh, what a text. Everyone has to watch that movie. <laughs> oh, no, Everyone yeah. has to watch that movie. I can't. It was really good. It I, was, I went into it thinking it was going to be a giant pile of garbage, and I absolutely loved it. It was phenomenal. It. It's actually like currently my favorite horror of this year mm. like that's recent except it too hasn't come out so i can't say yeah we can't say um, so much. and if you don't like it it's not my mother yeah like, that's not my mom not my mama my mom would love me <laughs> robot lady see maybe i liked her so much because she kind of does remind me of my mom she would be like it's what i say and if what i say means everyone has to be dead then everyone's dead <laughs> try, to, try to tell my mom not to kill all of humanity i dare you <laughs> so sure. I mean that sounds like a fun Friday. <laughs> to convince my mom to save the world, sure. Yeah. So uh, for the digital apocalypse, I one hundred percent. They're my best friend. I think it's so interesting. I've been terrified of it my whole life, and it's just fascinating because it's just something that's like. I feel like this is the only one we kind of have a little bit of control over of like which direction it takes. Do we like embrace fear and just be like, kill all the robots and we're not going to (laughs) win. We're not going to win guys. We're going to be extra dead. Mm -hmm. Or do we use it to enhance ourselves? Yeah. Let me get my robot body. So my knees and my lungs work. Let's go. Yeah. I can sleep. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, actually, you know, what's rude. What? I would definitely still have narcolepsy because that's a brain condition. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and that's what's being Your transferred. Robot. Yeah. And it's super Your rude. robot body would be like, mm. Elon just said that he's he's going to have a device that is implanted in your head and that would then read your brain, like, electricity to interact with your iPhone or your cell phone or something. It's, so, it's like Futurama. They it's happening. Put it yeah, in your I... Eye. <laughs> The iPhone. It's going to cause cancer. It's fine. I, I mean, it's not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but like I guess we just got to, like, decide what, how we want it to be. Yeah, this one's happening, I would yeah. say. Out of all of them, this is happening. You know what I think is really bittersweet about this? Hmm. Is in this episode, it's a mixture between both of our childhood fears. Because mm-hmm. you got your robots, and then I had Chucky doll, and they were one. Mm-hmm. And then we've come together. And now we're fulfilled. We're one. Heart eight's heart eight. We stand for promises <laughs> or demands. That was the battlefield. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so glad you're not a robot body. Because if you guys would have seen Cat's face, it was terrifying. If I, I needed didn't her finish to finish the song. song. It's a rule in our house. She is not allowed to. It be is a one robot. of my three rules. <laughs> oh no! Of cats. Oh, one, god. you must finish. Love is a battlefield every time. <laughs> yeah, I w- I agree. I think 
I think the but. thing about it, the digital apocalypse, is that it is happening. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not going to not happen, right? Like, with the other ones, it's like, maybe I'll see it in my lifetime, but this is happening in my lifetime. Yeah. And we're weird. I'm now. just like, are you, we have, like, some control over how it goes. Yeah. Like, what kind of apocalypse is it? Like, is it actually an apocalypse, or is it just, like, the end of, like, what our understanding of what's happening? Mm-hmm. I think we're going to be fine. Yeah. Well, what about the films? Oh, they were great. Yeah. I know, anybody. honestly, I love robot sci-fi, no matter what it is. Even if it's bad, I'm just like, this was so fun. Yeah. It's <laughs> such a good spooked. time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel for robots. And I, I mean, I I will say this. I, Robot, holds up. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting that. It was honestly just as enjoyable as when I was a kid and yeah. watching it. It was very good. And robot sci-fi generally does. Like, even, I watched Terminator 2. Like, you know, it's... It's still entertaining yeah. in its bare minimum sense. You know, it's just fun. It's a fun yeah. time. And, and yeah. Even, like, the games around it. Like, we didn't get to talk about it much, but, like, the Detroit book, Become Human. Mm-hmm. One thing that's really interesting about that game is, like, there's 80 million different endings. 80 million. <laughs> yeah, it, it's singularity. There's so many different ways you can play that game. So many different ways you can do it. It's unfathomable. All the little intricate little whatchamawats that are all up in that game yeah, and with robots based. and how it would go it's just like really cool and that's just kind of how i feel about this topic and these medias and this episode <laughs> and life right now yeah i knew this one was going to be your favorite so we have um one more traditional episode that is in the vein of apocalypse and dope, then dope, we'll dope, have dope. a live show dope, 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 dope. coming up so that we can we'll talk about apocalypses one last time i'm sure we'll talk about apocalypses again because there's many we're, ways we that to. we're going to die i guarantee i need to talk about robots at least seven more times on our show so <laughs> i just need that to true. be known yeah because so, i had so much more i wanted to say and that's okay yeah we'll, right we'll up, right up blog we're at like how many episodes? 70? We're almost at We're 70. We're almost at 70. 70 yeah. episodes? <laughs> yeah, this is our 64th. Crazy. Yeah, thanks so for more. listening. Listen to us forever. We'll just always talk about all the things. Yeah, well, remember. Don't, don't get, get married. married. Delete your kids. <laughs> I guess. Uh, or I start a song, you finish song. Oh, goodness. All right, well, love you. bye. Bye. <laughs> yes. Thanks for humoring me. I've got enough intel now to express our super special bond. In a love poem, naturally. Just give me a few seconds to write it down. Okay, done. You're like a bike, and I'm like the kickstand. Lean on me, friend, when it's time to make plans, whether you're searching for info, trying to spell chateau, looking for recipes, or other necessities. I'll plot out your ride, and stay right by your side. If you have any questions, I'll always reply. Are we in love? I don't Hope know. you enjoyed my poetic stylings. Thanks for playing.